What's going on, world? What's going on, world? It's your boy Trey Retro underscore GT back for another episode of the G Taylor Show. It is 2024. We are in a new year. It's been an exciting time. So long. It's goodbye to 2023. Um, so happy that we made it to a new year and we're prospering and we're hopefully going to try new things and see what the new experiences and opportunities are out there for us going forward. Um, continue to like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you think. Um, have no direction for this year, but I always say that on all these episodes, I'm gonna stop saying that. We're gonna just figure it out as we go. But hope that your New Year's has been well. Hope that you're slowly getting back into the work routine. I know a lot of people are going back to work this week or getting ready to get, go back to work this week or next week. And so, you know, hey, take your time, man. Take your time. It's funny because, you know, I've gotten to this space in my turn 35 in October and I've gotten to this space of New Year's and holidays and I remember going through my professional career and like having to work certain holidays like this or be on the backside of you know getting those time off or holidays and you gotta go back to work and dread back to work and this is probably the first year or the second year I would say where I have to I can ease back into work um as a professor but also when I was a therapist and self-employed I kind of can make my own schedule but I was getting back to the bag of course right (laughs) um and so you know that, but with being a professor is a little different because I can just you know we get back when we get back. Um, we come back this time, then we start class this time. It's a very very slower process than what it was when working in the healthcare field, as I used to um, most of my career as well. So it's been interesting about that, man. You know, my wife and daughter going back to school this week, so they all upset about that, and I I, I feel them. I I couldn't even fathom <laughs> anymore, right? But yeah, man. So um. You know, hopefully, um, you know, I didn't do an interview end of the year podcast that I typically do um, because, one, I was sick and I had been recovering most of December, man. So for those who don't know, um, I decided to get sick. Um, my whole household decided to get sick outside of my wife. Um, I don't know how she avoided it, but she has immunity of, um, let's just say Thanos, right? <laughs> um, but I... Um, First part of December, I had the stomach virus that took me down for a week or so. Got good, came back another week, went by, ended up getting the flu. Right. And I had flu B. Kids had flu A. Right. So both of my kids. And um, I can't remember the last time I had the flu. I can't tell you the last time I had the flu. Um, And my old job, I was getting the flu shot. Um, cause it was mandatory in a sense, um, cause we couldn't get the flu. We couldn't work if we didn't get the flu shot. Um, and so, yeah, man, I, I had been down bad and this has probably been in the, one of the toughest years medically and physically that I have dealt with. Um, you know, cause I usually don't get sick often outside of allergies and sinuses, but this year, 2023, I mean, not 2023 no more, but 2023, man, I, I dealt with COVID, my whole house dealt with COVID. COVID, I had strep throat for the first time in ages. I had the stomach virus and I had the flu in the first time in ages. And I'm I'm hoping that my immunity and my immune system has caught up with me going forward next year into this year in 2024, man, because that was a rough year. That was a rough year medically. Um, we had some good things that happened throughout the year, man. Um, like I said, I started my job as assistant professor, but when I started my job as assistant professor, the first class I caught COVID the second class, man. And so, 
you know, it's been it has its challenges this year. Uh, 2023 has had its challenges. I mean, stop saying this year. It's 2024 now. Um, but it, it was a good year, man. And I'm thankful by the grace of God that I, I did not, you know, I'm still here today. Um, still healthy and living um, because some of these illnesses are can be, in fact, you know, um, detrimental and could end result in, in death. And so we have to, you know, count our graces and count our blessings and prayers um, and belief in God that he still, you know, allow for us to make it here to another day. And so I have to be grateful and thankful for that, um, knowing how sick I have been, my family has been throughout the year. And I posted a tweet the other day saying that, you know, 2023 was, was tough medically on all of us, you know, um, as a, as a whole, as a family, man, because, you know, dealing with double ear infections with my, my kids. And then my, my, my daughter had dealt with eczema really, really bad on her hands. Um, you know, and trying to going through different specialists and PCPs to uh, primary care doctors to figure out what's going on with that. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, and she's in that age where she, you know, you know, that stuff is like, she cares about appearance and stuff. And, you know, all of that while still trying to balance a career, um, manage a business, you know, I closed my practice down in September, um, and then take on new identities such as clinical supervision, speaking engagements, you know, thinking about what's next, all of these things happen at the same time. Um, and, you know, taking care of a house, you know, and, and trying to be there for your family, you know, things like that. And so it comes with a lot of pressure. It comes with a lot of weight. And, um, you know, so th- th- I say that I say that to say that 2023 was a good experience. Understanding that, you know, we are we my child, my son was born in 2022. So we're still recovering from, you know, newborn and him kind of becoming a toddler all that rest and sleep that we've lost we're still trying to recuperate from that and deal with that sleep regression things like that all of that you know transpired and and so that has that has been tough right that's been tough and I've had my days in December where I struggled right mentally around like you know just what's next what's what I should be doing next how do I manage all of these things how do I take care of all these things um, and I want to share a story with you all that I think is beneficial and be helpful and kind of jumpstart us going into the, the 2024 and our first quarter goals and our second quarter goals, you know, things like that. And um, I'm excited because I'm also, you know, um, some new opportunities are coming up this year that I'm excited for um, speaking engagements, uh, presenting at certain conferences I'm presenting at the conference at uh, NESW VA and metro dc chapter their annual conference in march um i'm hopefully to hear back from some other conferences as well for the new year um and then also i start my doctorate program in university of kentucky in june so you know i'm just excited i'm excited to see what i'm what i want how i'm gonna transition my business um and and see what's next for that i am still looking and taking um open opportunities speaking engagement opportunities facilitation opportunities and consulting opportunities for um, the work that I do, whether it's around mental wellness, mental well-being, diversity, equity, inclusion, or the next one, which I'm going to start pushing out here soon, is social entrepreneurship. What is social entrepreneurship like? What does business look like? What does the business look like for mental health professionals and social workers? And so that's what I'm going to start pushing out here next, um, the rest of this year and kind of focusing and honing in on that. And of course, you always know I'm always talking about black mental health, black men's mental health, things like that. So that should be coming and going about as we go forward. But going back to 
the end of the year, Christmas time, holidays, working through my stuff, um, you know, being around my family, taking them time away to get away from work, to get away from the computer. You know, I even had a little social media fast for a little bit, but, you know, I, I was watching sports, so I kept coming back and won that. But, you know, just removing myself, giving myself grace, talking, you know, asking God, you know, what things are, what they're going to be and how they're going to be trying to think that, you know, trying to give another perspective, right. And, and, and see things for what they are and not for what they could be in the sense of, you know, this could have happened, but it didn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? This could happen, but it didn't. What is now and in the moment. And so as I'm going through all of this and, you know, it was, it was cool. Cause I'm, um, I've done two, I got two, I had, well, I had one podcast interview by my book called refresh the journey to find peace. If you haven't got it, you should go get it. And I got another one coming up next week. Um, but the first one I did was with Sean P Sean P experienced my guy down out of Louisiana, man. And, you know, we randomly met on my first book and I got on this show, talked about my book, things like that. And so the next podcast interview I'm going to do um, is with Resist Booksellers down in Petersburg, Virginia, black owned bookstore with Demetrius. Um, he's an amazing guy. And, you know, we're going to talk about the book some more. And, and, and that led me to say, OK, well, I need to also continue to push the market in my book. Right. Because there's some stuff in there that I think that we can talk about. There's things that I overcome. And I think that's what everybody needs to hear right now. Like all no, no, no shout, no shame to all of the the influencers and, and, and the motivational speakers and inspirational speakers, the people that talk about your mindset and, you know, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. Enough of all of that. Right. Y'all, 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 y'all doing too much, man. But y'all doing too much only because people struggling. Right. People struggling. People need to hear. People need to figure out solutions. Right. You know, and the thing about it is that, you know, solutions not going to come from just changing your mindset. We need tangible, actionable items. We need to hear from people who have went through some things and figure out a way to survive. We got it. We need to hear from people that have struggled with this and didn't go on this kind of, I would say fast and furious style, <laughs> uh, movement to get out of debt or fast and furious style to deal with these certain circumstances. And, you know, some of the things I'm not say fast and furious. I mean like these unbelievable things that are not tangible or works for everybody. It worked for you in that moment because you had this, you had that, you had access to this, but that's not everybody's situation or experience. Everybody doesn't have the, the, the capabilities to just remove themselves from their job and start business. Everybody doesn't have to know how to, to just start a business from scratch and make it a million dollar business or, and, and do all these things that, the financial folks and the motivational folks are saying and telling people, and yet people are still suffering day to day. The suicide rate is up. Mental health continues to be an issue, and the world and environment around us is burning. And we just throwing out, you know, these inflated solutions, conflated thoughts and theories around what people should be doing, but yet people are still struggling and trying to put on a facade that they're not struggling. Right. So. And you might consider this 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 story one of those ones. But I got plenty of stories. You go read my book. I got plenty of stories where real life dealing with stuff, me and God, me and my family, me and my wife working through challenges in my life and ended up on the other side 
may, like my pastor, my bishop said, I may have ended up on the other side with a couple of scratches, a couple of bruises, a couple of, you know, bandages, things like that. But I'm still standing and I'm still here. You feel what I'm saying? So when he said that, I was like, man, that's a message that resonates with me so heavily, me and my family, through all of that, through all the illnesses, through all the things that was happened through that, that year, through all the mental issues, the things that concern me, the things that stress, the the physical things, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here, right? And we are still here, right? And and, and one of the things that, that made me really, really, really take that into consideration, right, was um, had a situation probably after christmas right where nobody wants this to happen and deal with but um i had a situation at christmas where my water heater um was leaking water and instantly i panic i panic i panic i'm like yo not right now (laughs) i don't need this uh is right after christmas going to the new year we're going into the new year of a financial plan a financial fast um we're, we're we're working on some things and here comes this situation right and this is just a situation it always comes when you decide to make a put your foot down make a stand right and so my water heater was leaking water right and my house is about probably six seven years old coming up on eight water heater is was put in the house you know when we when it was built and um we had bought it you know the second owners of the house and so my water heater's leaking. I, and anytime I have situations, stuff like that in my house, I automatically think the worst. I, I know it sucks. I shouldn't be thinking like that, but I do because it's like, oh my God, it's going to be so expensive. We're going to be doing all of this. It's, you know, whatever. And so, you know, I, I call my, my, my cousin, my cousin is a plumber. Bless, bless to God and thank to God that I have a, a cousin that's a plumber, right? And not everybody has a plumber in their family. And um, we talked about it and he told me what could be essentially the problem. Right. And it's called the the, um, the temperature and pressure valve that typically goes on water heaters. It, sometimes your water heater might not be fully gone. It might just be this little valve that helps take pressure off the tank when water expands and gets hot and it has to need somewhere to go. So your tank doesn't explode and do crazy stuff. Right. Um, a lot of research at this point in time. I'm going to say I'm going to my plumber's license um, after <laughs> after all of this. Right. Um but he walks me through this situation. Now, this is not the first time that my cousin has walked me through a plumbing situation in my house. Um, typically, he doesn't come up unless it's something major. He walks me in, me through the situation. And so the first situation I had was maybe like two years, a year or two in the house where a pipe was leaking water underneath the kitchen. And um, it was leaking water because it was plastic. Over time, it broke crazy i know the house wasn't even that old but it, it did that right anybody that owns a house know we have house maintenance that comes up right and so um uh he walked me through that told me the parts i needed things i needed to get and i fixed it did it on my own and fixed it got it done right was happy about it this piece on a water heater was a little bit more extensive um and I was anxious about it, right? I was anxious all day about it. So he told me what to get. You go get this piece, go get a new valve, a, a temperature pressure valve, go get a new, uh, go get a big wrench, a strong, solid wrench, um, and then go get this and get that, right? And so I said, okay, cool. Went and go get it. Um, still was anxious the whole entire time. Um, but I did one of the things that I usually don't do in these situations 
And I took inventory of it because I felt as though this is something that I need to take my time with. Right. And um, I went, I got the parts and I said, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go get something to eat. Got when to go get something to eat. And usually I would, because of my anxiety around this situation and the urgency around what's going on, the, the water heater leaking, I would go ahead and, um, you know, just jump right into it. Right. But then like, Something that I learned about myself is that I'm not in my 20s no more, right? And things work out better if I make sure I'm, I have eight and got some substance in my substance in me, and I, I'm I'm good to go. I can work better like that. But if I haven't eight, I'm gonna get entirely more frustrated. I'm probably weaker, and I'm gonna get just off place. So I just said, you know, I'm going home. I'm gonna go ahead get this food. I'm gonna eat first before I work. And I'm so happy that I did that because if not, um, I think I probably would have been frustrated and got, you know, very, very upset beforehand and probably would have just said forget it prior. So I get down there. I'm still anxious about this situation, right? And um, I'm, I'm thinking about it to myself. And I am said, you know, I got this tool. I got this new part. This is something that I need to get done. If I call a plumber out, that's not my cousin. They're going to probably charge me an arm and leg. Let's get it done. Right. But in that moment, I really thought about, and I don't know why I really thought about all the things that I was dealing with at the point in time and all the things that I had dealt with over time and overcame. Right. And just was like, you have dealt with challenges in your life. Right. And you have found a way to work through them you have found a way to find a solution to the problem what makes this any different and and i said you know and i was just like well because my angst and my anxiety now right is just kicking up because what if it's not this what if it doesn't work what if i can't do it what if i break something what if i make something um, worse by doing so because I, I tend to break things. I'm tend to, I tend to break a lot of things, right? That's just me. What happens, right? If that, you know, that happens. And I, I think back to, you know, the times where, uh, I'm a shade tree mechanic, you know, so I, I work on my cars. I've worked on my cars most of my life. I'm not saying I've done everything, but I've done a good majority of things on cars, right? Where from oil changes to changing out, um, spark plugs and, you know, other parts like relating to the the, um, the radiator, you know, thermostat, headlights, systems, audio, you know, tire. Like, I, I, I've i done that stuff, right? But this is the first time I've done, like, major plumbing work in a sense. And I was just like, I'm just, I'm anxious. I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm scared of the water here, really. You know what I'm saying? And um, I thought to myself and I said to myself, and this is probably where God comes in as well. You know, it was like, well, I, I got somebody for you that can walk you through it. I said okay, I said well, cool, and I and 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 then that's why I had my cousin to walk me through it the whole entire time. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things where you look at where we have these challenges in our life, where and we are stuck on these situations or problems or you know stresses that we have, and and we try to figure out all our all on our own, right? We might have all the tools in front of us, we might have everything we need to to solve the problem. We have the solution to the problem, but there's still a lot of anxiety related to the actual process of addressing it, 
And I think for a lot of people, that's where it's at because the tools are out there for us, right? Like we got access to therapy. We got free stuff. We got things, programs. I know mental health is still struggling. Um, and, and we still have a ways to go in mental health. Uh, but how do we utilize the tools in front of us to fix the problem? And, and, and what about the process? Because it wasn't my concern or my anxiety around doing the thing. It was my problem or anxiety around what would the end result be and what would the process be like? Nobody ever talks about that. Nobody talks about what that process feels like when you're going through it, when you're trying to heal or when you're trying to work through your problems. Like it sucks. It's tough. I just told one of my supervisees that today, something she was dealing with. And I was like, yo, it sucks. It, it, it really sucks. It sucks to have to take accountability for your actions. It sucks to work through your stuff. It sucks to work through problems that probably not you didn't create that problem. But now that problem is there on your front door. Right. You know, it, it sucks to fix other people's problems that might not be your own. Right. And I'm not talking about this being a therapist. I'm talking about just in general. Right. You might have something from your friends or your family, you know, things like that, because I consider some of that stuff is like I feel like sometimes where other people don't consider. Right. The problems that they create and how they affect me or my family or others but i have to do so much of that weight to uh, make sure it doesn't that my reactions and my behaviors don't affect my families or friends or individuals right so i feel like i take accountability and actions for that but others don't sometimes right and so that process that end result is where i feel like a lot of people hold a lot of anxiety there are a lot of hesitancy around doing the thing because I am unsure of the action and I am unsure of the process and I'm unsure of the end result. Right. And also I don't see a schematic or a picture of where this is going to go. Well, even though I may have had times where I have faced challenges, I have overcome situations. I have uh, dealt with stressful moments. I have reached out for help, things like that. But I still have hesitancy of the action process and end result. And I think that's where we need to start focusing our time and efforts on. Right. It's just not a mindset thing. Right. It's how can I how can we help people uh, help and equip people to work through the process, work through the action items and see themselves across the finish line. A lot of people it's hard to see themselves in these successful spaces when they have more losses than W's, right? If I have more negative experiences than positive experiences, my default is going to be negative. And it's going to take a whole lot to change my mindset or that experience with said thing or trying to achieve something that I have to see for myself. So if I can't see it for myself in the future, then of course it's going to be hard for me to, to, to understand or to see what you see in me and think I'm capable of. Right. But I sat there with that water heater and I said to myself, there's no, if my cousin didn't think I was capable, right. Of doing this simple project, Right. Then he would never 
has said, yo, get this, get that, and then go ahead and do your thing. And the one thing he told me on the phone was like, and I don't know if my cousin ever going to listen to this podcast, but, you know, we'll see what happens. One thing he told me on the phone, he was like, hey, he was like, bro, if you can work a wrench, then you can fix this problem. I was like, you sure? Because this seems like a very big problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's where sometimes we catastrophize, right? We make things more big, you know, bigger than what they are. Right. And and we make this small problem a bigger problem at times. Right. Because of our own, you know, self-doubt, worry, anxiety, angst or whatever. And he said, no, nah, man, you can work a wrench. We can figure it out. And so I did just that. Right. Took this wrench, struggled for a little bit, took me about an hour, you know, um, to get this. This it comes with the TNP valve is it sits on top of the water heater. At least mine does. I know some sits on the side. TB valve sits on the top of the water heater, has a drain tube that goes along the side of the water heater. You got to unscrew the drain tube, uh, which is a PVC pipe typically, and twirl that off, and um, twirl that off to get to the TNP valve. Just twist that off. First, first issue pops up. Boom. The T, the valve, the um, the drain, the drain tube is too long. So when I twist it off, it hits the top of the house, or it hits the roof of the house or in the basement, right? And I'm sitting there struggling, like, what? I, I can't get this thing off. It's going to hit this wire. It's going to hit this thing. It's going to hit this H. It's going to do all these different things. And luckily, lo and behold, I look back because I needed a PVC pipe cutter. I didn't have any sharp enough tools to cut the power PVC pipe. And I said to myself, I don't have the tools I need, right? But then I go back and think about the first, the first time my cousin walked me through this situation um, where I had to cut a pipe and fix it. I had the tool. I just had to go look for them, right? They probably wasn't in the space that I needed it. They was just sitting around collecting dust. But I go back into the garage. I look to my left, and what do I see? It was a PVC pipe cutter. I said, oh, we in business now, right? And it told me that sometimes we want to walk forward. We want to move forward in our life. We and we feel like we got tools necessary for the new thing in our life. But don't forget about the foundational tools. Right. And the tools you learned in the past to get you where you got to where you at now. Right. So if I didn't have that situation the first time, I wouldn't have never bought that tool. And that tool been sitting there for years. I mean, for years and months, never been used ever since then. Why do I need to buy this tool now? Right. Why do I need this tool? Right. It's outdated. It doesn't work for me right in this moment. But here we are. Years later, and that tool comes in handy. Right. So so we can't negate the tools that we have had and we utilize that has got us through and got us to this point today. We can't negate that. We still got to keep them in our toolbox. They might not get a lot of wear and tear. They might they might have been used for that specific purpose. Or that situation at that time. But it still does not negate the power of that tool. Because if I didn't have that tool, I probably wouldn't have finished. Right? Or I would have to go buy another one in which I already have it. Right? So just looking back sometimes and reflecting back on where you've come from, what you did utilize to get you where you're at is sometimes necessary and needed. So I get the PVC pipe tool. Boom. Cut it. Shorten it up so it can revolve over so I can get it off the T&P valve. Boom. Done. Right. 
And mind you, I wanted to go play basketball after this. So I, I really was really hesitant. <laughs> like, I really need to get to play basketball. So then I go and I get to the TP valve. TP valve is on there, boom. And I see an issue again. Second challenge, right, comes up. So just because we have the tools and we have the backing and mentoring or the support and we have everything in front of us, that doesn't mean that challenges still won't persist. And I think I'm going to come back to that, right? Because we got the tools. We got the support, right? And somebody can walk us through things or just be a lending ear. We, we've, we've gathered up enough gunction to, to put in the action. And we're going to figure out the process and see what happens at the end. But then challenges arise. Isn't that like life in a lot in the sense where we we got everything prepared, we've done everything we need to do on our end, and then here comes a curveball of our life. Right? And um that's life, man. It, it that's why it resonated so much with me because I was like, man, this is like an example of life in general where this action process and end result where people struggle in that space because when we decide to do it, then comes a challenge or a wall that we got to get through and work through. And then we don't that that little barrier, that one little wall stops us from going forward, stops us from pushing through, stops us from even trying again. And then we get stuck in the same place or the same cycle. So either way. Right. Um, and, and again, that first challenge came up, but I had to go back and use tools from the past, right? And so I go go forward and um I get the TNP valve. The TNP valve is on top of the water heater, which is on right on the cold water line. So if you know anything about the water heater, I had, I got a whole crash course with my cousin working on this thing. Um so much so now I got to replace one more thing because it's still leaking, but it's leaking when I use other things and I think I need to replace my pressure tank. Because my pressure tank says it needs to be replaced every seven years. And it said that on the tank. <laughs> and it's been seven years. Either way. Um, but so the TNP valve is on the cold water line. When you look at your water heater, you'll have a line that goes to the cold water. And then you'll have, like, you know, other lines that go from it to it and things like that. Cold water goes into the hot water get hot to get heated up. That's how you get your hot water goes out the inlet, go into the hot water, get your hot water in the house. Right? Again, crash course and <laughs> hot water heater things like that but so i take the cold water cold water line and i tell my cousin i say bro i said i can't turn this tnp valve because one is not on the side of the water heater like some water heaters right or the water heaters i see in the youtube video where it was like it was like right there on the side and i was like that's easy um and also kind of going back my cousin told me it was easy to do because I wouldn't have to drain the whole actual water water tank, which a lot of times you do have to drain at least most of the water tank to replace your TNP valve um, in these water heaters. And so that was a good thing because you had to drain, you got to take the put the ho- hook a hose up to it, drain the water outside, yada 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 yada. But either way, I didn't have to do that. So um, I um, I had to go. And I told him about it. He was like, man, well, you're going to have to go back and do the thing we did last time, Trey, which was, you know, cutting that pipe, putting a little metal copper piece on it to connect it, and you'd be good to go. And I was really sitting on the phone. I was like, I don't want to do that because I feel like it's too close. That's extra work. The water's going to be out the rest of the time. I need to get this thing done. 
And then he was like, hold on one sec. He was like, show me where your, your tank is at. He was like, you know what you could do? You could just move that, that line that goes into, you know, the cold water inlet and back it off the TNP valve and you can, you know, unscrew it that way. And man, challenge number two. Well, challenge number three. How do I remove this tank <laughs> and this this little piece right here, the uh, pressure uh, pressure tank, to get it out the way of the TP valve without breaking everything in this house? And I I tried to I, I put some effort into it. Again, if I didn't eat or prepare for this, then I wouldn't have probably have I mean, got stuck right there. But I did eat. So I put a little strength into it, put a little old man strength into it, put some more into it, and, 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 and finally moved it. But I moved it so much that I moved some stuff with it. I moved the water tank itself. But I, I got it off enough of the TNP valve. So I take the TNP valve, and I got it, and I unscrew it, take it off. Water starts coming up. I was like, how much water is supposed to be coming out? He was like, this is going to be a little bit. I was like, okay, cool. And again, there are four different four different challenges in there because I could have stopped. Like, there's water leaking everywhere. It's water everywhere, right? But it comes up. I take it out. And um, what happens with TNP valves is that typically, like, like after over time, like they get like, you know, sedentary uh, sediment stuff like that in it, and it stops it from you know doing what it's supposed to be doing, which is taking the pressure off the tank. And um, that's what they fail typically, right? So you check that first before you check your water heater, right? That's cheaper part, maybe thirty dollars something like that. So I get that. I do it. I get it done. It's done. Right. And I, I take it out. I put the new one in. I put my stuff on it. You got to put the ceiling on it. And boom, it's in there. So I had to put everything back together. Put everything back together. Um, and that took some some, some ingenuity um, because I had to, again, put the TNP valve back in, take the drain valve pipe put it on, turn it around so it hits the ceiling again, but it's shorter, so taking that. And then um, another problem arises. So I do it. It's done. After I finish and do that, I had somehow moved the water tank too far from the little drain in our basement, and I had to get that back to that space so if it does overflow on the pan, it can go into that. We are probably at challenge number five or six that has popped up that also has confirmed why I didn't want to do this, right? Because, oh, snap, where is this water going to go if it drains again, right? And, and, and again, this is that action process and end result piece because now I have gotten to the place I've, I've, I've done the action, I'm in the process, and I'm close to the end result. But now there's another challenge. So we're talking about five to six challenges. What are you telling people to persevere during that time frame? Because it can't just be a generic answer. Oh, well, you just got to figure it out. Oh, or you just got to go, you know, you just got to suck it up. It's like, no. What are you saying in those moments besides just that? Because if I didn't have everything I had in that space, in that moment, and I didn't have my cousin telling me, yo, you you did it. You you figured it out. Cause my cousin at the end of it was like, yo, you might as well, you know, at this point, you might as well get your plumbing license, right? That's my joke, my running joke. And um, he was just, you know, in that kind of 
giving me that that insight. We got through all the challenges, but then another challenge arises. But he already had reinforced in me that hey, you did it, and you could you could do more of this, right? You know what I'm saying? That I probably wouldn't have finished again past the others the last challenge, which was trying to position the water heater back so it can drain properly, right? If it overflows, and again, action, process, and end result, right? How are you speaking life into that person and helping them with those situations that when, even when they get to the end and the end is right there near and they can taste it, they can feel it, but something else arises again. What are we saying or what are we telling folks so that they can get still be empowered to finish that race, to finish that challenge, to finish that problem with a solution that makes sense? Because some people, you know, if they if they've if they gotten through all these challenges, they might stop at that end. Right. Whether that's the promotion, the education, the job, the the working on a house or working through a puzzle, whatever. They stop at the end result because I've came this far and I've done all these challenges. I've done everything. I worked through my anxieties, worked through my angst, my confidence, self-worth, things like that. And I get to this end point and yet another barrier pops up. What's the point? And one of the things, the favorite things that I've I've heard and I stick with me all the time is from Nipsey Hussle when he talks about you're further, you're further, you're closer to the finish line than when you were as when you started. So there's no point in stopping. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's it's easy to it's easy to just stop if I'm like still I just started yesterday. I can stop right in, right? Because I'm just started. But if I started something. And I'm like 80%, 90% done. I am closer to that finish line than I am than I was when I started at 0%. So why not continue on finish? Right? And again, look how many elements it takes. We're talking about the tools currently that's needed for the problem. Right? We're talking about past historical tools that helped us get to where we at. We're talking about support and mentorship that that helps guide us along the way and we're also talking about motivation and inspiration but also um empowerment right to continue on doing the things if we're not doing all of these things in one if we don't have that it is going to be very hard to keep forward push forward and move forward it is it's going to be very hard to face challenges in life and overcome them if we don't have people speaking life to us empowering us helping us along the way, right? Because just because we have the tools and have history of the tools and we have history of achieving and and working through challenges doesn't mean that we're going to feel like we are equipped enough to deal with this new challenge because with this new challenge, this new problem comes with different elements. As you can see, the water pipe that I fixed prior to that came with only one or two issues. I had to cut the water off. I had to clean up the water and I had to make sure this little piece, the connector piece fit correctly and it didn't leak. But that was the foundational piece to what I was doing on this second job from this this plumbing piece where I had five or six challenges pop up. How do I cut this pipe? Right. I need an old tool. How do I how do I get this pipe and move this pipe away from the valve so I can get this off? How do I put the water heater back in the position so it can drain properly right how do i work through 
okay, I triage this situation and problem. Now I got to go to this other situation and problem, but I've already had the, the tools and foundation to do what I need to do, right? Challenges after challenges after challenges that come with trying to solve the problem. And again, it takes so many different elements to address it and make make it happen. But one of the biggest things that you have to figure out that we have all these external processes and external issues that impose on us, right? But internally, right, from a self-motivational standpoint, from a self, you know, self-sustaining, self-sufficiency standpoint, is that we have to see the end, right? We have to be able to see ourselves fixing the problem. We have to see ourselves providing a solution to the problem. And if we can't see that, then we are we're going to be stuck. And that's where that support system, that's where the correct tools, that's where, okay, where is this anxiety coming from? Where is this fear coming from? Addressing that. That's where some of that work has to be done internally so that we can keep, you know, going across these steps to get to our achieved, you know, solution or our achieved end goal that we want to get to. And I call that the I call this the water, the, the water heater theory, right? Because it's it's a lot like life. How I'm not I'm not really concerned about the the issue. I'm concerned about the action, the process and end result of doing said issue, of working to solve said issue. Because what if it doesn't work? What if it I break something? What if I make things worse? And, 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 and what if I don't do right? What if I don't make the right decision? And so I think we need to reshape and refocus how we, we, we address each other. I think we need to reshape and refocus how we, we, we talk to one another. I think we need to reshape and refocus how we support one another and help each other with problems and solutions. Because everything that we think is the right thing or this person should be doing or should be looking at and working on is not just because it worked for us does not mean it's going to work for the next person. We have to make strategic, intentional, specific uh, uh, solutions to problems and challenges that fits the mode and character, but fits for that person personally. If we cannot create a tailored made solution or support, or tools and interventions tailor-made for that person and their problems, then we're, we're, we're pretty much just setting that person up for failure. And they're going to look back at the system or they're going to look back at the person and say, this person did this or did that, and and they led me astray. So now I don't trust that person or I don't trust that system. And I think that's the that's where we, we really, really, really need to focus our intentions on going forward and helping each other whether it be a healthcare perspective or whatever it be, whether that be just community and just, you know, family, friend, our neighbor perspective. How can I help support you intentionally and specifically with your certain issue? This is how I did it. This is how I worked through it. But where in that story or situation do you fit or does it apply to you? And if it doesn't apply to you, how can we make it apply to you, applicable to you and your situation? Because one size fits all, the approach is not helpful for anybody at this point. And um, everybody has specific problems related to themselves that is specific to them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, yeah, man, that's how I overcame my challenges this this month. It, it really helped me. I don't. It, it, it shifted my thinking. It shifted a lot of stuff for going into 2024. It just shifted 
the things that I was stressing about and the problems that I was dealing with, it really shifted, um, shifted, you know, my thinking. And I think I know that's God given. I know it's God, you know what I'm saying? Only because, you know, some things that we think happen for us is like negative and it must be the devil or this, that, and the third is is actually God showing us um, that we're capable through him, of course, but it's showing that we do have the tools to uh, address the problems and issues that we have in our life. We just got to be, you know, intentional about doing it. Um, and we got to see ourselves on the end, res- the end result, see ourselves completing it. We got to have faith in ourselves to do so. We got faith in God, of course, but, you know, faith in ourselves to actually see it through. Um, and so uh, it's just very been helpful. And I think that's going to be one of my newer things that I'm going to talk about this year going forward is the water heater theory and just really understanding how do you work through not just how do you work through your problems with and providing solutions, not not being scared or fearful, not worrying about what tools you need to use because you got the tools and resources. But how do I work myself um, and get myself through the action process and end result? That's where I'm at. So I hope that everybody has had a great new year. Um, starting off, I hope that we continue to have a prosperous 2024. A lot of people calling this the Mamba year, Mamba mentality year, Kobe year. Um, let's make it that because if you think about it, Kobe, um, his 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 impact, his his approach to the game, Mamba mentality is about discipline, focus, um, belief in yourself, um, and and also overcoming challenges. Um, that's what mama mentality is about. So don't go around just screaming it and saying it and trying to act like you're going to be doing it if you're not really going to be locked into it because mama mentality is very, very, um, it's very, very intentional. If you ever listen to the stories of Kobe, you listen to what he's talked about other players and how he's been, how they talk about him. He's very, very, very intentional, um, and disciplined. And then also just really just belief system, right. in itself and what he can do. And what he can push his mind and body to do um, as well. And so that made for greatness. So if you got something that you want to overcome, you got something that you're working towards, let's take the approach to it and figure out how we can, you know, get through the action, get through the process, but also get to the end result and see yourself winning or achieving that thing or solving that problem. So um, make sure you like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you think about it. Um, We'll be back this year. also available for speaking engagements, facilitation, things like that, diversity, equity, inclusion, mental well-being, black mental health, black men's mental health. We are all here for that. And also check out the Brothers and Social Work Collective uh, for your support around your social work programs and academia. How can we support more black male students, retain and recruit black male social work students, but also give them space and opportunity to be heard, felt space and uh, heard, felt seen and supported um, in these programs so that we can, um, you know, do what we're called to do as social workers. I hope y'all have a great week and a better year. Um, and I, I wish you much success on all your personal journeys that you may have and personal endeavors until next time, folks. Um, y'all take care. All right.